Welcome back to the Wish House. Yep, it's me, Chris Spinner, sipping my iced coffee out of a mason jar, kind of a teal-colored mason jar. I don't know. Iced coffee always tastes better to me in a mason jar, but I digress. We're moving towards summer. It's Gemini season, my season, and in my humble opinion, the best season. And summer vibes means summer coffee, and I'm here for it. Well, enough about my coffee. (laughs) What am I talking about today? Today, I'm talking about social media. Think it only causes depression and discontent in the young? Well, I've got news for you. It's affecting our age group as well, ladies, and even more than you think. And do you know it may actually be contributing to the prevention of you living your best life? Well, thankfully for you, I'm here. I'm not going to let that happen. I'm going to save you from the peril. Now go put some more ice in your coffee and let's get to it. Ah, social media. It did start out so innocently, didn't it? I think I joined Facebook in 2009, 13 years ago. Can't believe 13 years ago. I was leery at first because it was online and you were supposed to post pictures of yourself or your family or tell things that you were interested in, what you were doing. And I was a little internet shy at the time, but friends convinced me it was all in fun. I should do it. It was kind of a MySpace for adults. And eventually it seemed rather harmless. So I dove in. So there are two things I remember about my beginning experience on Facebook. I remember spending time in the beginning playing these kind of games where you would design your own town or your own underwater world or farm. I have vague recollections of messaging friends that were part of this, and we would exchange little objects and pieces that would go in our towns. So that's my first recollection of being on social media, building imaginary towns. Now there's a mouthful. Little did I know what a metaphor that was for what was to come. But the other thing, the other wonderful thing that occurred with Facebook was the reconnecting with friends I had lost touch with. Friends from my childhood, my high school, my college. And of course, that's everyone's experience. Because prior to Facebook, life was just lived. And as we moved through our lives, we often lost touch with people. And then as the years moved forward, we found ourselves at a loss to find them again. So social media became the great reconnector. And for that, I'm grateful. So how did we go from building a town and reconnecting with our BFFs from high school to research that shows that social media is seriously contributing to the state of our mental health? Believe it or not, social media can contribute to anxiety, depression, and other mental health issues. And that's not just in the younger set. It can contribute to these things in middle age as well, because it can make us feel inadequate. It can make us feel not relevant. It can make us question our choices and leave us feeling like life is passing us by. And it's so interesting. It's such a dichotomy because social media is supposed to make us feel more social. It's supposed to make us feel more connected. But I think it's not triggering the happy portion of our brain. So think about it. 
What on social media is making you feel happy? What on social media is contributing to your everyday life in a really positive manner? I bet you can count those experiences on one hand. So let's talk about what it's really doing to you. From my perspective, a little Chris philosophy, if you will. I'm on social media a lot because I'm a person who's creating content, who is sharing information and entertainment online, having to spend significant time on social media because in today's world, that's where we're at. It's like the field of dreams. If you build it, they will come. And that's where people come. That's where the audience begins. And if you want to branch out into other mediums like I do, where people can appreciate what I have to offer, by and large, a social media presence is needed. So I'm there a lot. And I can tell you, I often get overwhelmed because there is so much content. Sometimes when we're on the social sites, whether it be Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, and we take in so much information and we see so many people doing so many things and we see so many different shapes of bodies and different best lives being led, which is all imaginary anyway, it starts to make us feel overwhelmed. It starts to make us feel like we can't even get off the couch. It hits that sensitive nerve that makes us feel like we're never going to be good enough. We're never going to make the grade. You start thinking, what have I accomplished? Followed by a frenzied thought that I need to show that I have something going on. We start to feel breathless in our quest to be recognized, to be relevant. We want to matter. 13 years ago, I mattered to the people in my world and the people in my world mattered to me and I never gave it another thought but social media has made that not enough. Everyone's running their own little mini TV show. We're all really living our own keeping up with the Kardashians, but we can't seem to keep up with ourselves. We're freaking the hell out and coming away from the screen feeling less than, even though we just put up a more than post. Talk about an imaginary town. And it's not your fault. You don't even see it coming. The feelings of inadequacy and irrelevancy are in your subconscious. So much of it's stuff you don't even know is there. So many old triggers rising to the surface. So much stuff you haven't even gotten around to working on yet, or better still, stuff you didn't even know you needed work on. You have to understand everybody's posting the highlight reels. The gals that are keeping it real are far and few between, and that's unfortunate because we could do well, ladies, to be honest. We could do well, ladies, to get on there and instead of posting the video of our puppy joyfully romping in the kitchen and making other people think that you're having your leisurely cup of coffee by your beautiful window on a spring day, living your best life, you could caption that video with the backstory, something like this. Listen, I just got off the phone with the accountant telling me that I'm getting half as much money back from taxes as I originally thought. And now I can't take the kids to Disney. And I'm seriously sad and disappointed. So I grabbed this cup of coffee and I looked over at my puppy and he made me smile. And I wanted you to see some of the cuteness that's pulling me out of my upset mode. Oh my God. If we could do that, we would be lifting each other up on a daily basis, but we're not. Social media has turned into the popular girls table in middle school. All we see is the imaginary town. 
content is screaming out at us. Look at me. Look at me. My life is going so well. My house is better than yours. My partner is better than yours. My kids do nothing but win awards and my lifestyle is so experiential. I'm on vacation. I'm at restaurants. I'm at the clubs. I'm having so much fun no matter where I am. I have absolutely no problems and you should be living a life like me. Come on. You know, it's true. That's how businesses get you to buy what they have to sell. It's smart marketing. And so we do the same. You and I have turned our lives into our own business, into our own cottage industry, into our own brand. But here's the twist. See, it doesn't start out with the intention of posting to deceive others or to tell a story that's not fully true in order to make someone else feel less than. No, we start doing it to convince ourselves that we're not less than. That we have a life that's worth sharing. That we have a life that's worth garnering attention from others. See, we don't believe that's true. And when you are spending time scrolling, it does something to you. All the amount of content seeps in and it doesn't make you feel inspired to move forward. It makes you feel inadequate and irrelevant. And it mixes up your scrolling life into your real life. And you find yourself feeling as if your real life doesn't match the story from the popular girl's table. And so what do we do? We try like hell to match up. When I was in college, there was a very popular upperclassman that lived in our hallway. She was totally cute and all the guys liked her. And she always wore a gold lame ribbon in her hair to tie up her ponytail. And we were all totally jealous. So one day we went to the store and we all bought gold lame ribbons to put in our hair. You know, we still laugh about it to this day because I can't believe we all went out to buy gold lame ribbons thinking that if we just put these in our hair, all the guys that liked her were going to like us. Like seriously, that was our strategy. And it definitely didn't work. But we felt very empowered leaving our dorm rooms to go to the cafeteria with our gold lame ribbons in our hair. See, it was doing something for us. While we had the gold ribbon in our hair, we really thought we were cool. We really thought we were something else. We were able to convince ourselves that we were the girls that all the guys wanted to be with. But it was short-lived because then we would go back to our dorms and we would go to sleep. And when we were in our own private moments, at least I would think, nobody likes me the way they like her. I don't look like her. I'm not that sophisticated. I'm not that cool. And then I'd feel kind of dejected, inadequate, irrelevant, made me kind of sad. But no matter, because at the crack of dawn, that gold ribbon went right back in my hair and empowered I felt out in the public. I was trying to match up, but it wasn't doing anything for me. And unfortunately, that's what's happening to us on social media. Our posts have become the gold ribbon. Putting it in our hair only makes us feel empowered for a small amount of time. Later on, we kind of just feel sad. It's sneaky the effects of this social media. It's kind of like a little gremlin sneaking around our emotional space. So if it's making us feel so crappy, why do we keep going back? That I'm going to liken to casino gambling. 
something I was never into. Do you know I actually have only been to a casino once? And I think that's because when I start winning, I want to go home. I don't want to take the money that I won and put it on something else. If I end up leaving with more money than I had, I just want to go home and be a big winner. But here's the thing, right? So you're in the casino and you are chasing the win. And you keep thinking, one more attempt at the slot machine and you're going to win the jackpot. So you push the button or pull the lever or whatever it is that you do, and you don't win the jackpot. But that hope that winning the jackpot is going to make you feel phenomenal makes you go back and do it again. So you get yourself in this cycle. You're going to push the button. You're going to hope that you're going to win. You feel the excitement. You don't hit the jackpot. You feel kind of sad. You put more money in it and the cycle begins again. And then every once in a while, you're lucky enough to win something. And then that makes you believe that more wins are around the corner. And to be fair, you're not really thinking clearly as this process is taking place. And so it is with social media. It's subconscious. It's the gremlin. We get back on there and we think we're seeing a jackpot. And so now it's our turn to push the button. It's our turn to pull the lever. And so we post something subconsciously thinking that's going to make us feel empowered. And then everyone likes it. And the gremlin says, see, you're great. But deep down, we're not feeling that great. And that little sugar high only lasts a long time. And a steady diet of that sugar is going to make us crash. And then we feel our age. Because if we were 19 or 23, we could convince ourselves that we have so much time ahead of us. There's so much possibility. We can change our lives. We can be anything we want to be. But when we're middle-aged, we've been conditioned to believe that time is running out. Oh, what the hell? This is the weight that I am. This is the partner that I have. These are the problems with my house that I have and the lack of money to fix them. Writing that blog is for the young and painting that picture is for the young. Here I am, my inadequate and irrelevant self. I think I'll post some pictures of when I was 22 to remind everybody that once I was a looker, once I was a dish, once I was the cat's meow back in the day when I had possibility, back in the day when I was somewhat adequate and relevant. But no, 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 no. See, that's why I'm here to remind you of the mess you left when you went away. (laughs) I'm digressing. Everything's a song cue. But yeah, I'm here to remind you. Oh my God, you are relevant. Oh my God, you are adequate. I'm going to take my age. Oh my God, you're almost 64. Do you know what you have seen? Do you know what you have lived through? Do you know how wise and wonderful you are? Do you know how rich and messy and joy-filled your life has been up to this point? Do you remember all of the hardships that you've endured? All of the mountains you've climbed? All of the things that you've survived? Do you know all of the wonderful impact that you've made on others throughout your whole 64 years of life? Do you know that's what makes you sexy? That's what makes you sophisticated? That's what makes you sassy? Do you really want to be 22 years old again? Because I got to tell you, I don't. I'd rather live forever 
of course, in a healthy state, then go back to when I was 22. What the hell did she know? As I always say, life is an open field and we can fluidly move around that whole open space. We're the ones that put the time measurement on lives. We're the ones that put the boundaries up. If you're 64 years old, for Lord's sake, you have 30 more years till 94. This is the best part of our life. I see you shaking your head. Stop shaking your head because it's true. This is the best part of our life. And if you don't believe it, you're going to have to practice saying that every single day until you do believe it. So what are we going to do now with social media? Are we going to go on there and air our dirty laundry? Nah, I'm not suggesting that. But let's start approaching it twofold. Think about your own life with all its sham, drudgery, and broken dreams. It's still a beautiful life. It's still a beautiful world. And uh, yeah, everybody else's life has sham, drudgery, and broken dreams as well. So stop thinking everything that you see and everything that you read is real. Stop thinking that every wrinkle cream that you see advertised on your feed is going to turn back the clock, just like every shout out to a husband doesn't make him Mike Brady. And every house with an idyllic fireplace in the living room doesn't mean there's not a toilet leaking a few inches away. Cynical? No. Reality? Yes. And I contend that the best stuff is found in reality. And ladies, it's the place where we can lift each other up. I did say twofold. So number one, we just remembered that all that glitters is not gold. And now it's our turn to check our own posts. Check in with yourself. Are you posting to make yourself feel better? And if the answer is yes, don't post. There are so many other ways to make yourself feel better. Start by simply asking yourself, what was it that you wanted to heal by that post? And do the healing in another way. Get to the bottom of it. Be gentle on yourself. I'm helping you to switch up your attitude here. That ain't going to happen overnight. Whatever you put out there for everybody else to see, when you walk away, make sure it makes you feel genuinely and authentically good. And take a break from social media periodically. It's not going to hurt you to stay away for a couple of days. It helps to tune out the noise. And when you're spending time in your real present world, right here, right now, the life without thumbs up and hearts on everything that we do, you're going to actually feel the shift in your body, the shift in your mind, the shift in your emotional space. And I guarantee you, it's going to be a great one. Now go finish your coffee. The ice is melting. And when the music drifts off on this podcast, think to yourself, I am adequate. I am relevant. I am enough. Take the gold ribbon out of your hair and believe it. See you next time.